Hey you guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. Here we tackle the challenges of indie game development head-on from the technical to the emotional, and we talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode, and if you haven't already, please give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. As many of you already know, I'm Brandon, and my wife Nikki and I are working on a game called Samurado, where you play as an enraged avocado seeking revenge for the murder of his avocado family. And the process, the entire process so far, has been extremely humbling. In the beginning, it was supposed to be a three-month project, and we're here now, several months beyond that, still chipping away at it. And I thought, because it was a roguelike, somehow that that would make it easier to develop, and that has not been the case. And just like in the past, midway through this game, I was finding myself more and more just not sticking to a plan and just endlessly kind of puttering and tinkering and not really making any meaningful progress towards completing my game. And I know that you know what I'm talking about when I say I'm not making any meaningful progress. You're working on it, but you're not really like doing the big stuff that's actually going to move it forward, right? And I realized somehow this always happens halfway through a project to me without me even realizing it. It's weird. And it creeps up really slowly. And it seems to happen no matter which project I'm working on. Doesn't matter what kind, it just, it always happens. And I've spent some time trying to figure out what is going on here, because I know now the problem, it's not the genre of the game that I'm working on. The problem isn't that I have a slow team because Nikki pumps out art really fast once I ask for it. The problem is me. It has to be me. Something that I'm doing or the way I'm executing has to be either wrong or just really inefficient. And I think I figured it out, guys. I think I know what the issue is. Okay, and I think I've discovered a trick to really, really help. And we're going to get there in just a minute. Now, I don't think you'll understand what I'm talking about until you've reached a certain point in your development cycle. Because when you're first starting a game, progress always Every time without fail, it goes at lightning speed. Things just come together really, really fast. Motivation's really high. Your dopamine is pumping. Like everything is great at the start. But the further you get into a project, it's like quicksand. You kind of get sucked in and you're at this weird stage of tinkering, tweaking, polishing, revising, adding more content or depth, hoping that eventually it's going to be enough for you to call it a real game that has enough content and you can polish it up and finally publish it. And planning is the obvious solution to that, right? And yes, planning is very important, but that's not exactly where I'm going with this. I've tried planning. I've tried it multiple times and I've tried it in multiple ways. There are some things that it does help tremendously with. But as soon as you fall behind schedule on something, especially if your plan includes timelines on it, it becomes very, very easy to stop relying on that plan because you're like, ah, like I'm I'm already a month and a half behind. What does it matter now? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep on going because clearly when I made that plan, I had no idea what I was doing and I had no idea how long things would take, right? That's it's so easy to get off track with that. And then you start going off script again. And you kind of just start doing your own thing. It happens very naturally. There's a flow to it. And it's really weird. It's almost like free will isn't even a thing because I don't even realize that I'm doing it half of the time. It just kind of 
slowly, but it doesn't happen all at once either. It doesn't happen right then and there. It doesn't happen in one day. It just slowly but surely it starts to creep in where I was following a plan and I was doing things on time. And then I fell a little bit behind and I fell a little bit more behind. And all of a sudden I'm completely going, I'm not even looking at my schedule anymore. All of a sudden a few weeks or whatever has gone by and I'm not even looking at it anymore. I'm just doing whatever I feel like doing in the game that day, right? And when you are working like that, you are probably not making any meaningful progress in your game. You're probably not getting anywhere closer to your end goal. You're not really working on the most important thing. So how do you stop this from happening? Because if planning doesn't fix it and you don't even realize you're doing it, and you're either the only one or you're one of the only developers on your team anyways, how is it ever going to get finished if you're constantly getting sucked into this vortex of inefficiency, for lack of a better term, all of the time, okay? So most of you listening to this have participated probably in a game jam at some point. And if you haven't, I really recommend that you do because they're they're really, really fun. I've done a few and it's been, in terms of how fun they were, I've had varying degrees of success. Some of them were fun and some of them not so much, but in all but one of them, I actually finished the game on time. And that's the most incredible and terrifying feeling in the world, finishing your game and letting other people play it. And it's what we're all shooting for here. And by the way, just in case you're curious, the one that I did not finish, it was a week long game jam and I made the mistake of keeping the end date in my head and I just went from memory. Don't do that because you might do what I did. You might get the date wrong and then just completely miss the deadline to submitting it. So write it down and put it on your desk somewhere. It's not a mistake that I'll ever make again, you know? It was just a dumb mistake, but I learned from it. So here I am. But my point is every other time I finished the jam and I submitted a game. So what is the difference between your commercial game and a game jam game? And this can really hit you in a weird way if you actually think about it really hard. Seriously, what in the hell is the difference? Because with my, I'm going to call it my three month game, even though it's well beyond that, but with Samurado, it had a deadline and I'm nowhere close to the mark. But with a game jam, whether it was a weekend or a week or a month, I always managed to finish, except for that one time. <laughs> yes, and I know there are some little details like game jams don't necessarily need to be as polished as a commercial game, obviously, right? Uh, and they have shorter deadlines, so it's easier to not overscope. But I don't think that's the main difference. I don't think. So is it maybe having a fixed deadline that doesn't move? Would I finish my game if I just stopped moving the deadline back and back and back and back? Maybe. I don't know. But that sounds like a recipe for a lot of crunch time and burnout. My personal feeling on the matter is all proper development cycles need some flexibility in order to be realistic. So no, I don't think that's it either. So here it is. For me, the difference is the amount that I care. I care about the end result way, 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 way more with a published game than I do with a game jam game. And that is huge. It's monumental. You got to really let that sink in and hit home for you, right? Because caring about the end result of your game, I've realized is the cause of most of my personal problems when it comes to game development, because there is an entitled childish part of me that wants to be like Team Cherry, the creators of Hollow Knight, or Eric Barone, the creator of Stardew Valley, where their very first games ever published were huge, huge games that exploded in popularity and took the world by storm and changed the indie landscape forever, right? 
And if I make a game in three months and I rush to meet deadlines, it's probably not going to be a Hollow Knight and it's not going to be a Stardew Valley. Those took years and years and years of full-time development. I'm not even a full-time developer. And whether or not you should be working on those kinds of multi-year projects is probably a topic that I could cover in a whole other episode. There's, there's a lot to dig into there. But I think that I'm scared that Samurado is just going to be another game in a sea of games that gets forgotten about after a couple of days, or maybe it never even makes a splash to begin with. So I think some subconscious part of me is taking over the controls and making me stall to protect myself, essentially. I'm working, but I'm not really working on my game. It's actually brilliant, right? I could tinker with a game, personally, for decades and always be, you know, quote-unquote, working on it, but never actually finish it. I could tinker forever. I love tinkering with stuff with games. I love getting the polish and the little details just so. I love it. I could do that forever. And if you've worked on your game for long enough, you know what I'm talking about. Getting getting sucked into those little details is fantastic. That's where, for me, that's where a lot of the magic is. Let, actually, let me know if that's where the magic is for you. I'm, I'm really curious because maybe it's just me. I don't know. So how do we fix this? How do we get ourselves centered so that we're always working towards something meaningful? How do we keep ourselves focused on the end goal? So let me ask you this. If the game you're making now wasn't your project or your idea, it was your employer's, and they, your employer just hired you to make that idea, would you still care about the end result in the same way? Probably not, right? I know it wouldn't feel the same for me. It's a job. It's made up of X number of tasks before said job is completed. So the trick that I have been using, which I have been finding to be really helpful, is as you're working on your game, every hour or however often you need, set an alarm on your phone if you have to, check in with yourself just mentally and pretend you are showing your manager what you're working on. Hey boss, here's what I've been working on today. And he's probably going to be like, why are you making shaders and particles when you're supposed to be adding a new enemy type into the game today? That's what's on the agenda for today. Like seriously, the job of a manager is to manage the employees. Your boss should know what you did yesterday. They should know what you're doing today and they should know what you're going to be doing tomorrow. And they should have a good idea of how long you need to finish your project. If unexpected bumps happen along the way or things take longer than you thought, no worries, you tell the boss and you stay on track and keep working to the best of your ability. This simple little shift in your own mental perspective, I find can relieve a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. When you're the creator, and even if you're not solo, even if you're part of a small team, right, it's still, it's much more intimate when it's a small team. The end result of that game says a lot about you as a person. Are you smart enough to finish a game? Are you creative enough to make it fun? Are you determined enough to actually finish it? It's a lot of pressure, and very, very few people work well under that kind of personal pressure. So just... My suggestion is for a few minutes a day, whenever you need to, however often you need to, check in with yourself mentally as if you have a boss and you're working on a game for him, not for you. I'm not saying that this should change your work output or that you should put less care or attention to detail in. Not at all. I'm simply saying if you change your perspective here and there, it can drastically reduce the pressure and the stress that such a massive project can make you feel. And that in turn can help you stop sabotaging your own efforts to actually finishing the game. 
you lost it, right? That's the best way that I can put it. It's like you, you were working on your game. You were working on something meaningful. You were following a deadline and then you lost it. You got lost along the way and you got sucked into these little details because if those little details don't look great, then someone might say your game looks like crap or someone might badmouth you or whatever, like whatever it is, you kind of, you get lost in these little details when you're supposed to be working on something else that week. So I just, I'm finding it really fascinating that a big part of finishing a game from my own experience is to find different ways of building mental discipline. That is a lot of what the struggle is if you're a game developer, because game development is an art, is an, it is an entrepreneurial venture, and both of those things take a lot of mental discipline. Whether you're writing a book or whether you're a painter or whatever, you're trying to sustain yourself based on your own creative endeavors. It's difficult to do. It takes a lot of mental discipline. It's very, very different than working for somebody else. So let me know, comment if this helped you, if this resonated with you, I'd love to hear from you. That is all I've got. If you love this episode and if you haven't already left a rating and review, please consider doing that now because it really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome developers like yourself. Thank you so much for listening.